Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. For the, the introduction, and uh, I shalom to everybody that's listening today. We're another day that the Lord God has made. The riots are still going on around the world. You know, Gaddafi, uh, there in Libya, he's, he's uh, vowing he's going to kill everybody over there. And uh, I guess they're having all kind of people being killed. Uh, with with the whole thing, Mark and I was uh, of course we're always talking before the program starts. But he had he had been uh, doing some research and looking into some of that and talking about the fact that it's just right down to the people are the people are hungry. It's taken lots of their money, most of their money, to buy food uh, that they do make, and uh, and that's going to spread worldwide, folks. That's uh, we're definitely uh, we are definitely uh, seeing the beginning of some really really sad things that's going to take place. Around the world, you know, uh, as America, we have given these nations billions of dollars, which was supposed to be put into programs that we implemented within those nations, of which never happened. And uh, these guys like Gaddafi, they have got their pockets full of all kind of money, and they, quite frankly, never have cared uh, what was going to happen to the to the people. And uh, so, therefore, the people decided it's better to it's it, it you know. If you die, you die. The way things are going, they're going to die anyway, and 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 that's going to spread. That's uh, there is a great uh, uh, spirit of unrest uh, when the Lord God took peace uh, from this country and from the world. Uh, bless God, it was uh, it was a sad day, and that happened all the way back in the nineties when the angel came and took me into the vision, and I I saw him with the with peace uh, from this nation, from the world, and uh, things seemed to seem to be going downhill on a pretty quick slide at this point in time. But uh, uh, believe you me, there's, uh, there's a lot of water, as they say, has to run over the, under the bridge before uh, we get into the, the, final, the final stages of uh, what the Lord God through the prophets uh, prophesied. Uh, I want to make an announcement that uh, we always, in fact, the last uh, quarterly, we ask everybody that could, bless God, to fast seven days, and uh, we had, before that, it had been three days. Now, we're coming right off of uh, Pesach or Passover uh, in this next quarterly that's coming up. And we're not going to ask people because of uh, people, you know, people that uh, never kept uh, Pesach. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a rude awakening, the unleavened bread, and they till they understand how to learn to make their own and not eat the kosher crackers all the time, and I laugh about that because it's a, it's quite a scene. Uh, I, I'm sure coming off of those things, people become uh, desperate to have some real some real leavened bread again. Uh, so we're not going to ask anybody to, uh, in other words, we're not going to make it mandatory that there's any fasting for the next quarterly. However, those of you that uh, want to fast, that's fine. Uh, we're not, we don't have a problem with that either, but... Uh, uh, there again, uh, it's all working toward, as I have said in the very beginning of this, toward a, a corporate uh, anointing, which is something I'm trying to teach uh, so that you can understand that it, uh, it, it, means, it means a whole lot 
when you can get people that are all moving in the same direction uh, through prayer, fasting, meditation, and uh, it causes the anointing to to uh, to become stronger. It just does. So so anyway, for the next quarterly, uh, you're, it's not mandatory that, that you that you fast. And of course, we always said, well, I'm on that subject. For those of you that are on type of medicines and and whatever, uh, that's not the, that. We don't want you to be fasting at all. Uh, we don't want you to be fasting if if you if you're pregnant. That's not that's not wise. So got to you got to use some common sense as uh, uh, as a lot of people don't seem to have any when it comes to certain things but you got to use common sense with this and realize that uh, there's uh, some things and and you know you call the office we give people uh, uh, different ways to ways to fast fasting doesn't always have to be without food uh, primarily that's that's the way that uh, fasting's done but for people that can't you know, we just uh, you know go go without your morning coffee uh, for a week or whatever, uh, whatever you. In other words, deprive yourself, and that's what fasting is: is depriving yourself of uh, the way that uh, that uh, to move into the supernatural side of this thing. It takes uh, you depriving yourself of food in order to to get there. But there again, for those that can't, we just believe God to heal you, or one day you can. Well. We are studying at this point the, the sin of fear, a sign of the end times, and uh, this uh, this uh, study is interesting because we we got into there Monday about how it is that God put fear upon nations, upon people, and uh, you, you know any time that people are shaken. Uh, they bless God, they, they begin to fear. And as I said, fear will bring all kind of things upon you. And uh, you, have to, you have to understand. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you something, folks. The, the days that we are preparing you for, I, uh, I can't tell you how important it is for you to learn. Uh, the, the, there's been no times uh, like we're entering into are going to be going through, and uh, for people to not and to learn this from the very, you know, the very base of all of it, uh, people are going to be in trouble. And uh, so, therefore, that's the reason that we want we want you to learn. We want you to understand. I mean, to get you to a point where you you don't fear, you're going to have to understand the Word of God. You're going to have to bless God. You're going to have to walk in this thing. It's going to have to be a way of life to you. And if we can get you moving in that direction, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine because you are a child of Almighty God that keeps the Holy Covenant and bless God the testimony of His Holy Son, Yeshua. That's what it's about. Well, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to start in Psalms 27. And uh, you know, I, I love to, to read uh, Psalms. I always have. Uh, you see so many things that David went through, the the way he cried out unto the Lord. And uh, in 27.1 of Psalms, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, he comes right out and says, The, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, boy, you're talking about positive uh, confession. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. 
Now, isn't that neat? I mean, what, because he knew that. He had experienced that. And I'm going to tell you, uh, until you've experienced it, it's probably not going to work very well. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to talk about having faith for finances or for health or anything else when you don't have a need for that, okay? It's easy. I, I remember I remember when I first got saved and filled with the, the Holy Ghost, uh, I was going to a Pentecostal church, and, and this brother was standing there next to a brand-new, um, I, I don't know that it was a Cadillac, but anyway, it was a very expensive uh, vehicle, and he was telling me how that, uh, that he lived by faith and how he believed God for his finances. Well, I just happened to have known the guy uh, not, not before I'd gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. So uh, I knew that uh, that he had a, a, a business that was passed down from his grandfather to his father to him. And so I'm, I'm standing there thinking, well, how does this guy know about have to know about uh, faith to have finances? Look what he's got. Uh, you, you know, it's when you don't have. Now, it's when you don't have, you're going to find out, bless God, you know, then you're going to have to use faith. Can you use faith? Because uh, a lot of people say, yes, I can. But, again, you won't know until you need to have faith for something, whether you can do it. But David had been through it. He said, they stumbled and they fell. The third verse says, though a host uh, should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I uh, be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in the pavilion, in his pavilion. And boy, that couldn't be, that couldn't be more the truth. That bless God that in the time of trouble he will hide you. And we're entering into a great time of up, of up evil, a great time of trouble, and uh, uh, bless God, you you have to know that. You have to know that you know that you know. Because again, what is it that God that checks? And if you haven't gotten into, uh, and bless God, understood that God is always looking upon our hearts to see whether or not we're going to believe His word or not, to see how, what we're going to do. All right. And so David is saying, He says, in the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, and, and, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou sayest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are arisen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait on the Lord, I say, wait on the Lord. So you see, David understood. 
He understood that he, he had no reason, nor would he, in any way, shape, or form, was he going to fear. He wasn't going to, he wasn't going to fear his enemies. He wasn't going to fear, bless God, uh, uh, you know, uh, watching them come around about and camp around about him. Why? Because he knew that the Lord God, he was his protection. He knew that. And, and again, brothers and sisters, uh, the, the, the generation of, of whom we are, generation upon whom the ends are definitely written. Bless God, we are going to have to have the kind of, uh, of, of faith that, that David walked in, a faith that wouldn't let fear come in. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. When, when you get into this thing and you begin to really understand that Satan and his cohorts are constantly trying to tempt us with fear. Why? Because they know that fear, bless God, is the very thing that will destroy faith. And they know that. And the minute you be, the minute that you begin to, you know, I always told this and I always thought it was, it was, it was a, a good way to, to illustrate about fear. You know, a, a dog understands when you fear them. I mean, they, they can sense that. They, they sense fear. Now, how they do that, I don't know. But they, they sense. They know now, whether or not that, that, that you're afraid of them. And, and therefore, they know if you are fearful of them, you're vulnerable unto them. Same thing in the spirit world. But uh, one time, uh, years ago, I was a, I was a carpenter. And bless God, we were working on this lady's house and on the foundation. And she came out and she said, now, uh, boys, she said, I, I've got to go to town. She said, I'm going to be gone for a while. Now, the dog is in the back and you'll be working in the front, right? I said, yeah, we'll be, we'll be here, I'm sure, uh, all day today. So, well, she said, I'll be back. But she said, don't go around back. Now, she said, even though that dog's tied up, she said, that dog will bite you. She said, that dog will bite you. And so, anyway, I... Uh, we went ahead working, and we thought, well, we wouldn't worry about being in the back because we had all the work to have to do out in the front that particular day. So anyway, I've been over uh, doing something. I look between my legs, and here comes this dog with his teeth all snarled up uh, around the, the corner of that house just, just down the beeline. So I stood up, and I turned around, and I said, in the name of Yeshua, I said, be quiet. And that dog stopped in its tracks, set up. Uh, on its on its on its on its haunches, and bless God, began to wag its tail. I walked over and patted it on its head. When the woman came back, the woman said to me, "She said, how's that dog not bitten the two of you?" And I said, "Oh, I just took authority over it." I said, "Everything's fine." I reached over and patted the dog on the head. He just he just wagged his tail. That woman said, that dog has bit everybody that's ever come into this yard and any stranger that they get to. And he, she said, I, you know, I thought I was going to have to put the dog down because of the fact that uh, uh, the sheriff had come out one time and even talked to her about it. I said, well, I said, the thing of it is, I said, if you don't fear, that dog uh, will not uh, bother you and will come under the authority of, of man, woman, whatever that is. And, and you know something that was invaluable? That was an invaluable lesson that I learned that day because I, from that I understand what I understand today, that the powers of darkness, as I said, if you fear, if you fear, bless God, uh, you're going to find yourself vulnerable. And when you become vulnerable, you can be taken over. 
all right? And I'm not at all saying that, that, that bless God, that, uh, that, they, that they can discern because the, the darkness can't discern. Uh, but uh, the fact of it is, if you get into a place of showing fear, they, they know that. They absolutely know that because, you know, there again, they, they hear what you see. They watch what you do. I, uh, you know, what's your first reaction? I, I touched on it Monday. I talked about uh, when somebody says to you, well, you know, you go to the doctor for a checkup and they, oh, my, you got cancer. What, what, what are you, what, what's the first thing you say? Well, you, do you deny it or you start saying, oh, my, I, I'm going to die now or I could die or whatever. And that opens the, the entire, that opens the entire arena uh, of darkness up to come in and then begin to attack you, begin to take you over. So you don't want that to happen. Well, Psalms 23, 1 says, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, I won't fear evil, even though I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's truce. There is truce. Again, the Lord is our shepherd, Amen, and and He is, and and we're not want we're not want for any good thing. Uh, you know, uh, we're entering into a time when we're going to watch the miraculous, as, as the world has read about for generations that the prophets wrote about. But we are going to operate in the miraculous, and and that's exciting in itself. I mean, I, I'll tell you for sure when we have to work within those places of the miraculous. It's not going to mean much to us because it's going to be in a time that's going to be very, very hard, a time that this world, uh, bless God, is, uh, is in such turmoil like never before. But we will. We will work. Uh, we will work miracles in those days and those hours through the name of His Holy Son, Yeshua. Uh, Psalms 31, 11. I was, I was reproach among mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear of mine acquaintances. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mine. I am a broken vessel, for I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side, while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies. Are you listening to that? Did not exactly whether we live or we die, we belong to Him, and 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 what? And again, what did He have to fear? He said, He said, I trusted in You, Lord. He said, You're my God. My times are in Your hands, not my hands. And, and folks, if you can get a hold of that, you have found you have found a pearl of great price. If you can understand what the psalmist was saying, he was saying, Hey. My time, the times of my life are appointed, a time to live and a time to die. It's in your hands, and you're going to take care of me, Lord, no matter what. And he goes on to say, he said, then deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them thy, thy, that persecute me. Uh, make thy face to shine upon thy servants. Save me 
uh, for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. With with thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now, you know there is a thing of fearing God. There's a thing of fearing God. You know, we we went through the whole thing uh, with the charismatic movement of, you know, you, uh, not the trembling kind of fear, but, you know, you the respectful kind of fear. Uh, and that didn't work, obviously. Uh, there, you, you, you must fear God. You must fear, fear what's going to happen. Uh, you know, fear will keep you... When you fear God... And you understand that, bless God, if I don't keep these things that I'm commanded to keep, then there's things going to come on me. Things are going to come in my life that aren't going to be good. And uh, yeah, but, but but that's fearing God. That's a whole different. That's a whole different deal. What we do is we fear. We fear the things that, bless God, that are out here of man and and whatever else in this world. And that's that's not what uh, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about fearing a God, a living God. That'll keep you on the right track. Uh, that reverence was the word. I was looking for that word. The charismatics said, "No, that it, that you don't fear God; you reverence Him." Well, that, as I said, that that didn't work, but uh, it was a good idea. Uh, thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for He has showed me His marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thy, thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't, be, don't, 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 don't get to thinking that, bless God, that this thing uh, doesn't work, because it does work. I, I really and truly uh, have always taught, you know, until you, until you come over uh, some things in your life that you know aren't right, just one of those things, you're gonna, not going to know if you can be successful in any of them. That's the reason I mentioned on Monday. You need to sit down and, and start making a list of the things that, 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 that you're fearful of. What are you fearful of? And, and, and bless God, because you, you've got to face these things. You've got to face them, and you've got to understand how to overcome those things. Because obviously, obviously, bless God, uh, you haven't been taught properly, or we wouldn't even have to be doing this. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the church didn't get into. This is one of the, probably the lesser of the things of which the church felt like that you really need to know much about. Oh, it got mentioned in sermons. But as far as somebody taking out the time to, to teach you, to get you to understand that that fear isn't from God, that you walk in, if you walk in fear, you are defeated before you ever get started. And, and God doesn't, you know, again, God doesn't want you defeated, not, not by any stretch of, of his holy word. He wants you to be the more than overcomers that he made you through 
His Holy Son, Yeshua. And, 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 that, uh, and, and the days that lie ahead, there's going to be enough. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be, there are even the things that are happening now. And let me tell you something. Again, we're just in the, we're just in the beginning of the sorrows. Uh, this thing isn't, hasn't gotten wound up yet, but we're seeing a picture of things to come. A picture of things to come on the face of this earth. And, uh, men's heart, as we read, uh, bless God, that, uh, uh, over in, in Luke when we started, I think it was the 21st, yeah, it was here, I've got it. Uh, Luke 21, men's heart failing him for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Now, that's the time that we live in. See, uh, Luke was writing about this generation, about this time. Men's hearts are going to fail them for looking, looking, uh, bless God, after those things which are coming on the earth. Men's hearts will fail them. They will fear. Uh, uh, you know, for those who are going to stand and, and, and be strong are the ones who are going to do great exploits, as I've said in these last days. There isn't uh, any ifs, ands, or buts about the fact that uh, we're entering into some very, very perilous times. But it's always been in the perilous times that the children of God stand up and they do the things that bless God that confound the world. And uh, we're, we're entering into that time, brothers and sisters, but it's, it takes teaching. It takes you a place to understand that you've got to, you've got to come to that place as the psalmist came to, that my days are in your hands, Lord. I trust in you to keep me. Are there things that will come at us that, bless God, that could take us before our time? Yeah, there's things that have and things that will. But the thing of it is, my trust is in him. Where's your trust? Your trust also has to be in him because he is the Lord our God. Hallelujah. He is the Lord our God. Well, and you can yeah, and you can lean upon him. You can depend upon him. You can hide. You can hide under the shadow of of, of his of, of the wings of Almighty God, and and you can do that with confidence, knowing that this God that we serve, okay, he's not going to let you down. He's not going to let you down. If you're doing the word, he can't let you down. Now, there's a confidence in that that, that brothers and sisters are going to take a little time to get you into, all right? But once you have experienced a time or two, or however many that it takes to, to understand, you're in the palm of his hand. You are in the palm of his hand. He's not going to let anything happen. He can't. He cannot defile his word. Now, let me say that again. God cannot defile his own word. What has come out of his, his mouth, he will watch over to perform it, thus says the Scriptures. So the fact of it is, if we will, in Deuteronomy 28, which is uh, probably a, one of my favoriteest chapters uh, in, in, the, in what you call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, the blessed God that it says there, if we will observe and do all that's written within the law, then all of these blessings will come upon you, hunt you down, and overtake you, is really what they mean. And then everything that he lists there in the next... Uh, uh, right, 1 through 14, uh, bless God, uh, talks about these blessings. And, and you're blessed with everything. You're protected by everything that you can imagine to be protected, um, uh, to have that kind of protection over you. It's all there. So His Word decrees that. His Word decrees that unto you and I. 
All right? So, in other words, that, that is his promise to us. And because we have been promised, we, we, you know, you can count on that. Again, the problem has been that in, in, in church, we have thought that because we've become Christians, that all that 28th chapter of Deuteronomy just automatically belonged to us. The great, uh, uh, you know, the great uh, uh, protection in Psalms was, was automatically ours. And, and you know something? I don't know how many generations that it's taken for people to finally figure out that that just is not the way that it works. But you're beginning to get your eyes open. You're beginning to understand that that just is not the way that this thing works. You must make a covenant with this living God. You must make a contract with Him and understand that He will keep His part if you keep your part. And bless God, once you keep your part, I've got news for you, you won't fear. There's nothing to be feared. I've watched God, like I said, brothers and sisters, I've watched God, bless God, take care of me all around the third world. I've watched Him save my life so many times that I don't even, I, I'm not sure that I could actually count all of them sitting here today. And I know that I know that I know that the Lord God will take care of me. My life is in His hands, but He created me and He created you. And He does have the power over his creation. You must never forget that. So the fact so the fact of it is, I traveled the world. People would ask me, said, doesn't it bother you that these uh, these militant Muslims uh, uh, chase you and, and are out to kill you? I said, well, I, you know, there's not anything I can do about it besides believe in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. If he's sending me, if he's sending me, he's going to protect me. All right? And so when the, when the Lord God had sent the angel and tell me to go to where were the Philippines, where were the Africa, South America, wherever it was at, I knew that, bless God, that those angels were with me. And I knew that, bless God, he was going to watch over me and protect me no matter what. And he did. You know, I've, I've told all kinds of stories about how it is that uh, they would come to do me in, to kill me. And bless God, the Lord God had sent the angel. And the angel would, would tell me, get up in the middle of the night. You've got to get your stuff. You've got to get out of here now. Don't, don't look back. Get out. And then, bless God, in one, the one situation, they burn a, burn a hotel down. I was in the Philippines. And, uh, bless God, uh, they thought they, they'd get me that way. They didn't. Uh, so I said, I've been shot at. I've been hid, hid uh, in uh, airports around the world. Bless God, uh, in closets even. To, to to try to protect me to to get me out of their country so I wouldn't be wouldn't be killed. Well, the Lord God is my is my helper. He's my keeper. He is. He is, and he will always be. And and again, I, you know, I, I agree. If you're able to see this happen, now ask me how I felt uh, the first time or two that the Lord God sent the angel to protect me. Oh, it scared the socks off of me. I don't know, since me sitting here in line to you, it scared me because I never had had my life threatened like that. Now, I'd had gotten letters. People here in America were unkind enough that uh, they would send me a, a letter and say, well, you know, somebody will do God a favor and, and, uh, and shoot you, you know. And uh, then I had other people just flat make threats against my life. But the fact of it is, if I live or die, I belong to him. I, I am here on this earth for a given period of time. 
that was, now listen to me, that was written, that was written from the beginning, before the foundations of this world was laid, it was written. And, and, and so why be concerned about every day? Well, I wonder if I'm going to get sick. I wonder if I'm going to, I wonder if I'm going to live. Be, I give it no thought. Don't, don't give it any thought. That's in the hands of the Lord God. It's already been predestinated. Oh, that scares the church. But it's the truth. Your life has been predestinated. And you walk in your life believing the Lord God. David knew this. You know, and, and, and honestly, uh, that was quite a piece of revelation knowledge for him to have. But you know how he knew it? He had experienced it. He had watched God protect him. He had watched God take him out of, out of I'm sure, out of many perilous moments, many perilous, excuse me, times. And I know that, bless God, that he realized that he was in the hands of the Lord, that, that, that his, his whole life was in his hands. And you know something? It's the same way with you and I. If, if this God that we're serving, us, that opens up oceans, and does creates the world, and does all that he does, what little thing is it for him to bless God to protect us? Would it be like just a quick breath out of your mouth? Yeah, something like that, I suppose. But you see, if he can't protect us, and, and, and I'm again, I'm here to tell you that uh, most of the church doesn't know whether he does or he doesn't. Oh, they, you know, they, they, they are quick to say, in a lot of cases, oh, you know, the... Uh, the Lord protects me and takes care of me. And that's fine until something goes wrong. And then those same people, bless God, are yelling for help because they, they don't, uh, they, then they found out that, bless God, that uh, there was more to this thing than just becoming a Christian. And, of course, today is the same type of thing. Psalms 48, first verse, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness, Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is in Mount Zion. On the sides of the north, the city of the great king, God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took upon them there, and pain as a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts. In the city of our God, God will establish it forever, and he will establish it forever. For beautiful, beautiful for the situation of joy of the whole earth is in Mount Zion. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, this God did this thing right that we serve. And he's still doing things right today. He's still there upon the throne. He's still brings forth and watches over his holy covenant with mankind. And if you and I, again, if you and I, and we walk in these things, and, and we talk, you know, we talk about, we talk about, bless God, the fact that this God that we serve, he's such a mighty God. I mean, uh, my goodness gracious. I mean, you know, he's destroyed thousands of Israel's enemies, numbers of which outnumbered Israel with you know, without a shadow attorney. And yet he stepped in. Yet he did what he does to take care of his. 
And the key, again, is to know what it takes to be His. I don't think, I don't think the church ever taught you what it really means to be His. They taught you what it means to be saved or to have eternal life, which in the end is everything. You know, again, I can't, I just can't get over people, people will come to me and say, well, you know, probably the biggest thing that's asked of me when people get to uh, talking about keeping the covenant and keeping Sabbath and this stuff is, uh, you haven't given up on your eternal life, have you? Well, what a bunch of nonsense that is. I, I, again, how, how dumb can we really be to think that, bless God, that somebody's going to give up eternal life for what? We're not taking up, we're not giving up eternal life. Bless God, we are adding and going back and keeping that which was established for the Lord God and the prophets. And all we're doing is doing exactly what God said would happen in the last days. We're restoring all things back. The covenant is something that needs to be restored. It's being restored even in your ears this day. We are once again walking according to God's holy word and His ways. And understanding, yes, you, you know, yes. And again, we've got, we've got many, many people now that will bless God that will attest. You're, you're hearing the, these brothers come on and testify on blog radio from time to time as I interview them and talking about how it is that what God is doing in their lives today that He wasn't doing uh, when they were in a church somewhere. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. You see, that's what gives you, that's what gives you and excites you of knowing and giving you confidence that God is more than able. And that, that's the thing that, bless God, that, that my place as your mentor is to do is to get you to understand. But you've got to experience this. You, you've got to put this thing to work. You've got to see it work in, in, in your eyes according to God's Word to realize. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't take long to begin to say, oh, well, my, my, and how many of you have come to me and said, boy, I wish we'd have known this 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whenever, that now you've got a hold of something. You've got a hold of life, and you're seeing it work, and you're understanding you don't have to be afraid of anything. What is there to be afraid of? The Lord God, those angels are around about you real. Now, if you haven't listened, and, and, and I think we even have a DVD on, on, on the angels, if you haven't got into those, you need to do that. You need to understand that those angels are round about you and there's more than you can ever think about around about you to take care of you. But you see, they can't take care of you when you're in fear. They're, 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 they are, have no defense for you because you've defiled the living word. And once you defile that living word, you're on your own. And that's what happens to so many of us. As long as you stay to the word, you're protected. Those angels are there. They're doing what they do. And bless God, there's nothing by no means going to harm you. Why? Because that's what God's Word says. The Lord God is the beginning and He's the end and everything in the middle. <laughs> and boy, has He made provision. Well, let, let, let's read the 91st Psalm. Uh, there, this has got to be, you know, there again. This is such a beautiful, beautiful piece of written material for the psalmist. He said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, where's the secret place of the Most High? He that abideth there. 
Well, you could say it's your prayer closet, your prayer room, where you're away off by yourself, communing with this living God. He said that he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. In Him you're going to trust. Not in your circumstances, all right? Well, well, yeah, well, I mean, after all, you know, if you're standing up a hundred feet up in the air, you're on a limb, and you look around, and the devil's cutting the limb off, and it's almost cut off, uh, what are you supposed to do? Nothing except believe God's Word to take care of you. That's all, that's all, again, that's, that's all that you've got. God will do whatever. He'll do whatever He needs to do to save you out of your time of trouble. If you, if you'll do what? If, bless God, you get in there and, and you'll believe. Now, He says, I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, He's my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely, He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence, See, not going to be any disease, sickness, or otherwise. He shall cover thee with, the, with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. What's his truth? His word, his covenant will be his shield. And in other words, that's what's going to take care of you. Now, get, come on, you're going to have to get a hold of this. The, his truth, his, his word, the word of the Father, bless God, uh, shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, for, for shall, thou uh, shall not be afraid for the terror of a night. So there's the, there it is again. You won't fear. You won't be afraid of what comes by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, yet nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. You won't be afraid. You won't be afraid of a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall, uh, it shall not come nigh thee. In other words, they can all die around about you. Now, you, I'm going to speak to you perfect, uh, uh, prophetically. Get it right here in a second. Uh, as an end time prophet, this time that we're entering into, which will take us through the, the time of Jacob's trouble, which I'm hoping that God will uh, let me minister here the next quarter. There's going to be a lot of you disappointed if I don't, but. But the fact of it is, I, I, I still don't know. God's keeping me up. We're putting, he's putting a lot of things together, a lot of things coming down. But you see, in this day, there's going to be thousands going to die. You hear me? Thousands are going to die on your right hand and on your left. But it's not going to come nigh you. Why? Because you are going to trust in the Lord our God. You're going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You're going to dwell there, Okay. You're, you're going to abide under the shadow of Almighty God Himself. You're going to say to the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And no matter what it is, it's going to pass you by. It's going to pass your house by. It's, going, it's not going to harm you in any way, shape, or form. Why? Because the angels are there to carry out God's holy word. You know what the angel said to me that one time? I think you've heard me say it probably many times. The, the secret to this thing is understand something. All we have to do is believe. The angels do the rest of it. Okay? The angels do the rest of that. Eighth verse, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Wow! No evil will befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. That is a promise of God. There's going to be plenty of plagues 
bless God uh, that we have had had some. We're going to have more. All right. For he shall give his angels 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 charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways. Understand that's all your ways. See, the angels have been given charge. The only way the angels can't complete the charge that they've been given over you is if you if you get into fear. And if you quit believing God's Word and you start speaking doubt and unbelief, which is fear, then they can do nothing. But His angels, His angels, He's given His angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou should dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the elder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. That's what the Lord is saying. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Boy, you need to underline that, brothers and sisters, because we are the generation that's going to go through trouble, as this world has never seen or will ever see again. You need to underline that. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You talking about exciting. The word, see, that, that's a reason, brothers and sisters, you have to get into and you have to, you've got to be in the word every day. You've been in the Word all the time, bless God, that you can, you can do that. Uh, you know, you can get the time, get into the Word, study the Word, keep studying and study. Why? Because, you see, this 91st Psalm will encourage you. There is nothing by any means going to harm you, bless God, that if you, but if you're going to have to trust in His Holy Word, you're going to have to understand the bless God that He's going to watch over you, the angels are giving, you're giving charge over you, what do you have to do? All you've got to do is believe. Isn't that, isn't that a deal when you stop and think about it? The angels are doing all the work. All you've got to do is believe. When I was uh, about 20 years old, I uh, was in a, in, a, in a car wreck, a friend of mine. And uh, anyway, he had, uh, we were uh, out messing around and anyway drove off of a clover leaf. Uh, getting onto the interstate, and somehow they'd been working on it. Anyway, we drove off of it, and we was about 30 feet off the ground. And and he owned a Corvette, which made out of fiberglass, and and we were headed toward the bottom of this, and it was it was midnight or so. And anyway, as it went down, I could feel, I could feel, and so could he. That was all we talked about it. That we feel that car coming over what was going to be on top of us. In other words, when it landed, the wheels were going to be up and, and we were going to be down. And uh, all of a sudden, it set back. It set back on its wheels. And uh, his words to me the next day was, he said, one of us, bless God, is, is charmed, was his words. And I said, well, I know who, which one of us it is. I, I knew that I'd run from God and I didn't deserve to be alive. And, and he was fortunate enough that he happened to be in the car with me. He was driving, but he was there. And so God saved both of our lives. Now, later on, uh, later on, uh, bless God, uh, quite a ways later on, the angel came and explained to me that, bless God, that, uh, that, uh, that he turned the car back 
and set it on its wheels. Why? Because of the calling that was in my life. Even though I was in a place of rebellion, bless God, the fact of it is God still had a plan, didn't he? And so he set that car back. You see, I should have been dead. And, and under any other circumstances, I would have been dead that, that, that night. But you see, God can do anything. God can do anything. And that's, that's exactly what you have to learn to believe. With God, all things are possible. You know, uh, Mark and Donna try to close the program every, every time we're on by saying with God, all things are possible. You have to know that. To live in these days that we are living, are, we're in and going to get much worse, you're going to have to understand that. With God, the only thing that makes God's Word impossible is you and I. With God, all things are possible. It doesn't matter what it is. It comes down to, bless God, food on the table, water that's, uh, that, that's clean. Bless God, I, don't, I can't tell how many times, bless God, the Lord God, does, uh, somehow we rattle water and Somebody take a two-liter bottle, I'd, I'd send them. The angel would say, tell them to go get water out of the river. They go down and fill that thing up and bring it back to me, and they all have their eyes be big around as silver dollars and hand it to me, and I'd just take my finger and stick my finger in the top of the, uh, in the, where the lid goes on the top, and bless God, and, and, and command it to be sanctified and purified in the name of Yeshua. And you could just literally stand there and watch as that bottle, that water, begin to, to crystal from the top all the way to the bottom, and all this, everything that would have been in that river, all the microisms and whatever else was gone. And I just drink it, and I pass it, and let them drink it. With God, all things are possible. And and you know, I know that that's part of the reason, maybe all the reason why the Lord God has let me see and witness such mighty miracles all around the face of this earth for all these years, was that the day would come, the blessed God, that I was going to have to teach you how to have the kind of faith, the God kind of faith, the blessed God would cover every situation of your life and, and, and bless God, the lives of your families, their friends, and those around about you. Yes, this thing is looking not good in, in the eyes of the world, the situations that are going on even now. But for those that know our God, we'll stand and do great exploits in this last day and this hour, and they will speak about our God, and they will wonder about our God, and some of them will come unto our God. For we will put our trust in Him. Amen? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm excited about what God's doing. I know, again, the times are perilous. But I also know something else, brothers and sisters. These are exciting moments to know that this thing, this, this whole thing is going to explode in the power of God's anointing. And for those that will believe, for those that are written in the book, a Lamb's Book of Life, bless God, this, this thing, this, this is our moment. This is our time, like no other time that there's ever been. The time of the Gentile age is over, so I, I told you. Um, the sign was sent by God when the earthquake came, and come to find out it was directly under my house, here where I live. As I said, uh, here's a, a prophet of God, a major prophet from Mount Carmel, of all places in the world. And you know what they call all this area down here in southern Illinois? Little Egypt. 
We have a place called Cairo, which is Cairo. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the paralyzation of us, just a little different, isn't it? But that's the way it is. And here, God is doing what? He's preparing us to go forth. He's preparing us to go on. Well, I need to pray. Day gets away. Father, I thank you right now, in the holy name of your Son, Yeshua, for all these that are listening this day. Lord God, place your hand upon the areas of your body that need to be healed, as I pray, and Lord God will touch you. The Father, right now, for those that, that, that have need, for those that, that bless God, that, that, that the person that has a, a pain shooting through their uh, shoulder, I curse that pain right now in the name of Yeshua, and I command, I command right now, through the power of a miracle, the bless God, the body you receive, that miracle. You receive that healing right now in Yeshua's name. That pain's in the shoulder and runs up into your neck, as a matter of fact. Um, be set free right now in Yeshua's name. And Father, just touch everybody else that's listening today, that wherever it is, wherever they have their hand placed, Lord God, let your miracle work in power by your anointing go into those areas, and Lord God, let them be set free. And, and, and again, Satan, I, I, I bind you from these people in the name of Yeshua. And what I bind and who I bind in the name of Yeshua is bound not only in earth, but in heaven above. Let it be so and be bound. Let the miracles, let the healings come into the bodies. Be those that need to be delivered. Let them be delivered in the name of the Lord our God. Be ye delivered right now and be set free in the name, the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed. Blessed is the name of the Lord our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to receive the things of God. It's good to grow and to be nurtured by His Holy Word. I thank each and every one of you that have tuned in today. I ask that God's blessings richly be upon you. I ask that God make a way. Some of you that are listening today, you need God to make a way in some of the things that you're looking for, and directions you're needing to go to change some situations. And I curse, I curse you, Satan. Get your hands off of those situations. And I command right now, through the name of Yeshua, that bless God, that the angels guide these people that are needing to be guided, directions are needing to go to stop things and situations that are coming at them in the name of Yeshua. So let it be said, and so let it be in Yeshua's precious name. Well, till we're with you tomorrow at the uh, same time, Mark, you can come back in and close. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. 
So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember.